Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet and I will be your reader today, this Thursday, the 10th of March, or the 7th of Adar, the 2nd, on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, we have the birth of Moshe, according to tradition from Exodus 2. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. Today is also the death of Moshe, according to tradition, Deuteronomy 34. So Moshe, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor, but no man knows his burial place to this day. The parasha this week is called Bayekra, and that means, and he called. And the scriptures from the Torah today is Leviticus chapter 4, verses 1 through 26. Before we start reading the scriptures, let's bless the Lord and thank him for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Then Hashem spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If anyone sins unintentionally in any of the things which the Lord has commanded not to be done, and does any one of them, if the anointed Kohen sins so as to bring guilt on the people, then let him offer for his sin, which he has sinned, a young bull without blemish to the Lord for a sin offering. He shall bring the bull to the door of the tent of meeting before the Lord, and he shall lay his hand on the head of the bull and kill the bull before the Lord. The anointed Kohen shall take some of the blood of the bull and bring it to the tent of meeting. The Kohen shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the parochet of the sanctuary. The Kohen shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of sweet incense before the Lord, which is in the tent of meeting. And he shall pour out the rest of the blood of the bull at the base of the altar of burnt offering, which is at the door of the tent of meeting. He shall take all the fat of the bull of the sin offering from it, the fat that covers the innards and all the fat that is on the innards, and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins and the cover on the liver, with the kidneys he shall remove. As it is removed from the bull of the sacrifice of peace offerings, the quen shall burn them on the altar of burnt offering. He shall carry the bull's skin, all its meat, with its head and with its legs, its innards and its tongue, and all the rest of the bull, outside of the camp to a clean place where the ashes are poured out and burn it on wood with fire. 
It shall be burnt where the ashes are poured out. Now, if the whole congregation of Israel sins, and the thing is hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done any of the mitzvot which the Lord has commanded not to be done, and are guilty, when the sin in which they have sinned is known, then the assembly shall offer a young bull for a sin offering, and bring it before the tent of meeting. The elders of the congregation shall lay their hands on the head of the bull before the Lord, and the bull shall be killed before the Lord. Then the anointed Kohen shall bring some of the blood of the bull to the tent of meeting, and the Kohen shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the parochet. He shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar, which is before the Lord, that is, in the tent of meeting, and the rest of the blood he shall pour out at the base of the altar of burnt offering, which is at the door of the tent of meeting. All its fat he shall take from it and burn it on the altar. Thus shall he do with the bull, as he did with the bull of the sin offering, so shall he do with this. And the Kohen shall make atonement for them, and they shall be forgiven. He shall carry the bull outside the camp, and burn it as he burnt the first bull. It is the sin offering for the assembly. When a ruler sins, and unwittingly does any one of all the mitzvot which the Lord his God has commanded not to be done, and is guilty, if his sin in which he has sinned is made known to him, he shall bring as his offering a goat, a male without blemish. He shall lay his hands, hand on the head of the goat and kill it in the place where they kill the burnt offering before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Then the Kohen shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering. He shall pour out the rest of its blood at the base of the altar of burnt offering. All its fat he shall burn on the altar, like the fat of the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him concerning his sin, and he will be forgiven. That was Leviticus, or Vayikra, 4, 1 through 26. Now, in our portion from the prophets today, we will read Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, or Yeshayahu, in Hebrew, chapters 3 and 4. For behold, the Lord, the Lord Svaot, takes away from Jerusalem and from Yehuda supply and support, the whole supply of bread and the whole supply of water the mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of fifty and the honorable man, the counselor and the skilled craftsman, and the clever enchanter. I will give boys to be their princes, and children shall rule over them. The people will be oppressed, every one by another, and every one by his neighbor. The child will behave himself proudly against the old man and the wicked against the honorable. 
Indeed, a man shall take hold of his brother in the house of his father, saying, You have clothing, you be our ruler, and let this ruin be under your hand. In that day he will cry out, saying, I will not be a healer, for in my house is neither bread nor clothing. You shall not make me ruler of the people. For Yerushalayim is ruined, and Yehuda is fallen, because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord, to provoke their eyes of his glory. The look of their faces testify against them. They parade their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to their soul, for they have brought disaster upon themselves. Tell the righteous, good, for they shall eat the fruit of their deeds. Woe to the wicked, disaster is upon them, for the deeds of his hands will be paid back to him. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. My people, those who lead you cause you to err and destroy the way of your paths. The Lord stands up to contend and stands to judge the peoples. The Lord will enter into judgment with the elders of his people and their leaders. It is you who have eaten up the vineyard. The plunder of the poor is in your houses. What do you mean that you crush my people and grind the face of the poor, says the Lord Eloheitz Vaot. Moreover, the Lord said, Because the daughters of Zion are arrogant and walk with outstretched necks and flirting eyes, walking to trip as they go, jingling ornaments on their feet, there the Lord, therefore the Lord, will strike with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will lay bare their secret parts. In that day, the Lord will take away the beauty of their anklets, the headbands, the crescent necklaces, the earrings, the bracelets, the veils, the headdresses, the ankle chains, the sashes, the perfume boxes, the charms, the signet rings, the nose rings, the fine robes, the capes, the cloaks, the purses, the hand mirrors, the fine linen garments, the tiaras and the shawls. And it shall happen that instead of sweet spices there shall be rottenness, instead of a belt, a rope, instead of well-set hair, baldness, instead of a robe, wearing a sackcloth, and branding instead of beauty. Your men shall fall by the sword, and your mighty in the war. Her gates shall lament and mourn, she shall be desolate and sit underground. Seven women shall take hold of one man in that day, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own clothing. Just let us be called by your name. Take away our reproach. In that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the land will be the beauty and glory of the survivors of Israel. It will happen that he who is left in Zion and he who remains in Jerusalem shall be called holy. Even everyone who is written among the living in Jerusalem, when the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from its midst, 
by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. Then the Lord will create over the whole habitation of Mansion and over her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory will be a canopy. There will be a sukkah to give shade from the heat of the day and for refuge and for shelter from storm and rain. That was Isaiah or Yeshayahu chapters 3 and 4. Now our portion from the writings. We will today read Psalm 143. A Psalm by David. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my petitions. In your faithfulness and righteousness, answer me. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no man living is righteous. For the enemy pursues my soul. He has struck my life down to the ground. He has made me live in dark places as those who have been long dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I contemplate the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Silla. Hurry to answer me, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, so that I do not become like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, Lord, from my enemies. I flee to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. Let your good ruach lead me into the land of uprightness. Uprightness. For the sake of your name, Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble. In your loving kindness, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul. For I am your servant. That was Psalm or Tehilim 143. Now we have arrived at our final portion of scriptures from the Apostolic Writings. And today we will read Acts chapter 10. Now there was a certain man in Caesarea, Cornelius by name, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man, and one who feared God with all his house, who gave zakah to the people and always prayed to God. At about the ninth hour of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God coming to him and saying to him, Cornelius. He, fastening his eyes on him and being frightened, said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your staka have gone up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and let Shimon, who is also called Kepha, he is staying with a tanner named Shimon, 
whose house is by the seaside. Now when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of those who waited on him continually. And having explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Now on the next day, as they were on their journey and got close to the city, Kepha went up on the housetop to pray about noon. And he became hungry and desired to eat. But while they were preparing, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending to him, like a great sheet let down by four corners on the earth, in which were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, reptiles, and birds of the sky. And a voice came to him, Rise, Kepha, kill and eat. But Kepha said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And a voice came to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call unclean. And this happened three times. And immediately the vessel was received up into heaven. Now, while Kepha was very perplexed in himself what the vision which he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Shimon's house, stood before the gate and called and asked whether Shimon, who was also called Kepha, was lodging there. Now, while Kepha was pondering the vision, the Ruach said to him, Behold, three men seek you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, without wavering, for I have sent them. And Kepha went down to the men and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. Why have you come? And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a righteous man and one who fears God, and well spoken of by all the Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to invite you to his house and to listen to what you say. Therefore he called them in and provided a place to stay. On the next day, Kepha arose and went out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. And on the next day they entered into Caesarea. And Cornelius was waiting for them, having called together his relatives and his near friends. Now when it happened that Kepha entered, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Kepha raised him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many gathered together. Then he said to them, You yourselves know how it is an unlawful thing for a man who is a Jew to join himself or come to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean. Therefore I also came without complaint when I was sent for. I ask therefore, why did you send for me? So Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and, a and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer is heard, and your staka remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and summon Shimon, who is also called Kepha. 
He is staying in the house of a tanner named Shimon by the seaside. When he comes, he will speak to you. Therefore I sent to you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now therefore we are all here present in the sight of God to hear all things that have been commanded you by God. Then Kepha opened his mouth and said, Truly I perceive that God does not show favoritism, but in every nation he who fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. The word which he sent to the sons of Israel, proclaiming good news of peace by Yeshua the Mashiach, he is Lord of all, you yourselves know what happened, which was proclaimed throughout all Yehuda, beginning from Galil. After the immersion which Yohanan preached, even Yeshua of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Ruach HaKodesh and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of everything he did, both in the countryside of Yehuda and in Yerushalayim, whom they also killed, hanging him on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and gave him to be revealed, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen before by God, to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to proclaim to the people and to testify that this is he who is appointed by God as the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Kepha was still speaking these words, the Ruach HaKodesh fell on all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were amazed, as many as came with Kepha, because the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh was also poured out on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and magnifying God. Then Kepha answered, Can anyone forbid these people from being immersed with water? They have received the Ruach HaKodesh just like us. And he commanded them to be immersed in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay some days. That was Acts chapter 10. If you, however are reading the apostolic scriptures or the New Testament twice this cycle. You will also read the book of Revelation chapter 4 today. So that was all of our scripture reading for today. But before we sign off, I would like to also present you with two prayer requests that have come in so that we all in this community of busy moms and maybe others can lift these precious ladies up to the Lord and the situation that they are in. And the first one is a lady who asks us to pray that God would be present and faithful among all the areas of moving us across town. So let's pray that God would be present and faithful as they are moving across town, and there are so many areas, I'm sure, to deal with, and um, all the practical things and other things that are involved. The second prayer request today 
is from another busy mom that a home we own can be can sell quickly to pay for our current home being affected by financial strain. Also a situation with a home that they can sell quickly to pay for the current home being affected by financial strain. So if you can, please take a moment when you have finished listening and lift this ladies and their situation, their families and what you heard about up before the throne of God. And he who is faithful will hear. That was all for today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray and, and um, wish you a very, very blessed day. It's been a lot of scripture reading today, and I hope that you're encouraged and can draw strength and, and wisdom from it. So I sign up and say shalom from Israel. Until next time.